Welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright, episode 187. Let's get right into it today because the gambling portion of the show, we need some time because we need a gambling exorcism. I, for six consecutive weeks, have either gone two and three or three and two. Demonze, on the other hand, has not hit a teaser since before his sister went off to college. That's a true story. So, for all these reasons, we've got to get it together. We simply must get it together. And salt in the gambling wound for the second time this year. I went two and three on these picks on the podcast. And then the three of the five picks from the podcast that I used on television were the three losers. So for the second time this year, I went 0-3 on television after going actually 2-3 on my actual, on my full five picks because I picked the wrong three. It's a bad spot, pal. a skill to do, to be honest. It's a bad spot, man. And we'll get into it. Two of the losses this week were utterly painful. I was on the right side of the bet. The process was correct, and I got just screwed. One of them I was just outright wrong on. Two, But I really, the more I think about it, I got four out of five right this week, which does make me feel like I'm turning this thing around. The one, unfortunately, the one that I got dead ass wrong was the one that Demonze then teased. And I got it so wrong. It also killed his teaser. It's just, <laughs> it, it just hasn't. You, you know what sometimes makes me feel better when we're in these kind of, you know, season, mid-season gambling swoons is looking at our preseason NFL futures and see how we're doing, how we're looking. Let's do that right now, actually, before we get into the actual show. Okay. Let's look at our season win total bets and how we're doing. First one, Bears under seven and a half. And I put, we love this bet in all caps at even money. That one is essentially locked in already, right? That one, you can, it's almost mathematically locked in, but they're not getting to eight wins. Cowboys, if you remember, the total was nine and a half. We then said, Instead of doing nine and a half at minus 160, let's do 10 and a half at plus 115 and take the over. That one right now is obviously far from locked, but is a favorite. The Jags, similar situation. We had over nine and a half at minus 140. Instead, we did over 10 and a half at plus 145. That looks great. The Chiefs, over 11 and a half. At minus 134, that one is also a huge favorite. The Patriots over seven and a half was a disaster. That one is an outright disaster. The (laughs) Eagles under 11 and a half is an underdog, but is not dead yet given what schedule they have coming up. The 49ers under 10 and a half is in real trouble. And the Seahawks over eight and a half right now is a favorite. So right now... We have, we're looking like we're going to go either five and three or six and two on our season win totals. So we feel good about that part of it. Our, if you remember, 
We did three long shot division winner bets at plus 300 to plus 500 on the Dolphins, now the favorite. The Steelers, right now in first place, even though they're not the favorite. Oh, I'm sorry, a half game back of Baltimore. And the Falcon and the Packers, they're screwed. So that one looks good. A Jags Chiefs two unit bet for them both to win their division. That could that looks great. I'm feeling better already. You know, you I know really what I am already feeling that? better. What? That Brock Purdy's what? performed way better than you thought he was going to. Why? Because I had the Niners under ten. Yeah, and a half? the Niners under ten and a half. It's yeah, just like I don't and know I had how the C- you. And, and the, the only reason you would have done that is because the Seahawks winning that division. Yeah. Well, or that I thought they would they would suffer multiple injuries because of the style of football they play, like they do every single year, and that unfortunately might have started this past week. Um, but all right, I feel better. I feel like we've got the gambling juju flowing in the right direction now. I, I, the, the, it makes me feel like we had our finger on the pulse of the season. We've just gotten unlucky, as we will discuss. We've had a few bad picks, but a lot of bad luck. We'll get into all that in the B block. If this sounds like what the kids call cope, it might be, <laughs> but we're going 5-0 and this week. All right, here's what missed the cut in today's show. Christian McCaffrey thankfully avoids major in- injury. Parsons and Hill are interested in flag football at the Olympics. And shout out, speaking of winning bets, shout out to Las Vegas Aces. And my season-long futures bet on the Aces winning the title, they could have set that thing at minus 400, and I would have bet it. The Aces won the championship last night with two of their starters out here in New York City. The Aces, one of the best WNBA teams ever. I mean, the Liberty's a damn good team, and they were not in the Aces League over the course of this series. They The Aces winning four. All right, let's get to tonight's game, Demonze. All right, so the Jags are playing the Saints tonight, and uh, Trevor's not looking clear if he's going to play or not. I've heard that there was speculation that he wasn't going to play, but it seems like it's yeah, he's going to be a game time decision. Yep, game time decision. Uh, They're going to have him yeah, work been, out before the game. Yeah, you've been super high on Trevor Lawrence for I don't know how long. Um, he's mm-hmm. been not good, not terrible. He's got three hundred passing yards, eight eight touchdowns, six turnovers so far. His four and his four and two record can't matter. Brock Purdy's five and one record doesn't matter. So are you still gonna defend this guy off of stuff that he's done in like middle school and pee wee football in his high school career? What what do you people see? Is, hold on, I gotta ask you an honest question, Demonze. Is this actually how you feel, or are the producers just trying to set you up to try to needle me and get under my skin because they think the podcast is better when I'm angry? Do you uh, do, are you are are you a Trevor Lawrence skeptic? I'm not a Trevor Lawrence skeptic, but I do think that like the whole pedigree thing that you say and with the Brock, a little bit of this is just coming from the Brock Purdy argument. But um. Okay. But well, we'll get. To the I don't Brock think Purdy the Trevor Lawrence is bad. Okay. Well, no. Uh, we'll get to the <laughs> uh, we'll get to the Brock Purdy stuff in a moment. So Trevor has done one thing poorly this year. He fumbles too much. That is undeniable, and it was a problem for him last yeah, year. Last year, he needs yeah. to do. He needs to do better when it. So with the six turnovers, he has three interceptions. But he has lost three fumbles. He has a couple other fumbles he didn't lose. That must be cleaned up. But the fact of the matter is that everything I've said about Trevor is correct. 
They're four and two with one of those losses coming to the Chiefs. They beat the Bills on a neutral site. Trevor has been, aside from the Chiefs game, either good or very good in every single game this year. And the 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 idea of well, if you don't care about Brock Purdy's 5 and 1 record, why would you care about Trevor Lawrence's 4 and 2 record? Is I care about when I look at a team's record, I ask myself, do they have the talent commensurate with that level of success? If they do, if they have a lot of talent and they're underachieving, then I look to say, okay, who are the reasons? Is it coaching? Is one of their star players not producing? Is it just terrible quarterback play? What is it? And if they have a better record than their talent would suggest, then I say, who is carrying the load? For the Jags, the answer is Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne are carrying the load. Etienne's been excellent. Trevor has been has been crushing on third and longs all year. Now, I wish he wasn't in so many third and longs, but to already have swept the season series with the Colts, who seemingly are your biggest competition for the division, all of a sudden, that Houston Texans loss that everyone was killing him for, now he didn't play great in that He played okay in that game, but the, t- the team obviously played terribly and Trevor wasn't great. That loss doesn't look as awful as it once did because the Texans are not an awful team. Now, I don't think the Texans are some great team, but the Texans are a legit team. Here are the facts, whether people want to acknowledge it or not. Trevor Lawrence is since last since last November 1st. So we are now talking about a, almost a full calendar year is what is he? 13 and I am going to get it exactly right. I apologize. I he's 12 and 4 and 3 of those losses came to the Chiefs. So or th- or 12 I'm sorry 12 and 5 and 3 of those losses came to the Chiefs. So yeah, the Jags they can't beat the Chiefs. Trevor's been excellent and I every the I want folks to remember the the actual because people like moving the goalposts on this. So I want people to understand what it was. The Jacksonville Jaguars in 2021 with Trevor in his rookie year went 3 and 14 and had the first pick of the draft. They were the worst team in the NFL. Last year, they started 2 and 6, okay? Started 2 and 6. I never lost faith. Since then, since starting 2 and 6, they have lost 4 t- is that 4 right? 1 2 3 5 games. Three to the Chiefs, one to Detroit, and then the bad loss to the Texans. They have won, let me make sure I have it right, um, seven, eight, 12 games. So they're 12 and four, 12 and five is the record, like I said. And Trevor's been excellent. And so, yes, you, you know how you can believe real quick that a guy who in the NFL up to that point of his career had a five- and 20 record through his first 25 games. You know why you can believe in that guy and be proven correct? Pedigree. 
Yes, it matters. The guy was 5-20 in his first 25 starts, but if you watch the games and if you're familiar with him as a player, then you're like, oh, he's going to get it right. He did get it right. So there it is. Go ahead. You have follow-up So here. with what you're saying and how Travis, Trevor Lawrence and uh, Travis Etienne are carrying the load, they mm-hmm. should definitely lose tonight then without Trevor if he's not playing, correct? Well, if they – listen, if they have start C.J. Beathard, they're in dire shape. What I will say is – I am very curious because the Saints are down both starting tackles and one backup tackle. So in order for the Jags to win tonight, if Trevor doesn't play, it it honestly has to be like a 17-13 win. They ha- it has to happen because the Saints can't protect Derek Carr and the Saints often struggles even when they can protect Carr. But yeah, I... I believe in the Jags tonight because I believe Trevor is going to gut through it and play. It's an important game, and then you get 10 days off. But, the yeah, I do not think the offense is going to look good without Trevor Lawrence if he doesn't play tonight against the New Orleans Saints. Next. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, All right, so your Chiefs had the chance to take a sizable lead in the AFC West. But the Chargers are desperate and have had success in Arrowhead before. Uh, what's more yep. troubling, the hungry Chargers or the fact that your Chiefs have not beaten a decent team yet? Well, you play who's on the schedule. I mean, they they they, <laughs> they lost to the Lions in week one. I don't know what people want them to do, you know what I mean, post that other than beat everyone, not trail for a single second in the second half in the following five games. Go ahead, Demonze. It does it does just look strange. It's a little fishy that like the best team what? that they played, they lost to. <laughs> like, oh well I listen, mean, if just, the if, if the people want to have the take that the Chiefs aren't any good, they, they should have that take. I think that that's an interesting one. I wouldn't necessarily go public with it, but you just said it on a very popular podcast. Um, the Here's the thing that I'll tell you about this game for sure. This game scares the hell out of me. The Chargers season is over with a loss. And the Chargers never beat, I shouldn't say never, rarely beat the Chiefs, but it's always close. Every time they play, it's a three-point game. And the Chargers, if the Chiefs win this game, they win the division. The division's just over midway through October. And the Chargers know that. And the Chargers coach is coaching for his job, potentially. And so I don't feel great about this spot. I don't think the Chiefs are going to blow them out because they never blow the Chargers out. And... Now, Herbert has beaten the Chiefs twice, but it should be noted one of those games was the final week of the year when the Chiefs rested their starters, Mahomes didn't play, so I do kind of throw that one out, but the first game of, of Trevor, of, sorry, of Herbert's career, the game that he came in because the team doctor stabbed Tyrod Taylor uh the and he didn't think he was, he was you don't know this story Demonze they were trying to give Tyrod Taylor a painkilling injection in his ribs and the doctor put the needle in too far and punctured his lung that's a true story not great um Fire. and so all of us yeah, well, yeah and so all of a sudden uh 
Justin Herbert, week two of his rookie season, had to play in a game he did not think he was going to have to play, and he came in and played well. Now they lost that game, but this is the final score since Herbert's been with the Chargers of Chiefs-Charger games. Um, and I mean, it really goes, the, the yeah, the final score of Chiefs-Chargers games since Herbert's been there. The Chiefs win 23-20. The final week of the year, the game I was talking about, the Chargers win by a bunch, but the Chiefs are resting their starters. The next year, the Chargers win 30-24, and then the Chiefs win 34-28, one-score game. Last year, the Chiefs win 27-24, then the Chiefs win 30-27. These are close games. And for Kansas City... That this is their only actual losable game of these opening eight weeks post Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, by the way, I can't believe I'll let you get away with that. The Chiefs beat the Jags, who lead the division and right now have are tied for the th- third best record in the AFC. Uh, the Chiefs also beat the Jets, who all of a sudden people are arguing is a playoff contender. So they they have not played great teams yet, but they play all those teams later in the year. Um, So I think the Chiefs win on Sunday, but I'm very anxious about this game. Very anxious about this game because I would feel better about the Chiefs in this spot if the Chargers had won on Monday Night Football. But because they lost and because their season's on the brink, I'm anxious about it. All right, what's next? All right, the Eagles have a shot at redemption uh, after losing to the Jets. I just messed that up. But they face no, off against the red-hot Miami Miami Dolphins. So the winner of this yeah. game is the team to beat until Kansas City's actual season starts after eight weeks, right? I mean, I think that, and we're going to talk more about them in a moment, I think right now the team that should has the strongest argument that they should be considered the team to beat is the Lions. The Lions have the best win of any team in the NFL. They also, their only loss is in overtime to a good team in Seattle. And like the every other team, you can go up and down the list. It Yeah, the Niners' only loss is a close loss, but it was to P.J. Walker. The Eagles blew a game, just gave a game away to the Jets, the Dolphins only losses to a really good team, the Bills, but they got blown out in that game. The, go I ahead. I don't think that was fair to the to the Niners about how what? you said they lost to PJ Walker. PJ Walker isn't on defense. Like they got so it's not like it's not like the Browns lit them up on offense. The the Niners just couldn't. I mean, the Browns are the best the best defense in football. Brady couldn't handle it. Okay, so I just want I just want to make sure I understand this. When it comes to discussing Niners losses, it's a team endeavor. And when it comes to discussing Niners <laughs> wins, Brock Purdy's 5-1. and one. Is that how we do it? I just want to know. I just want to make sure I understand. When the Niners succeed, we must give Brock Purdy his flowers. When they lose, it's a team sport. Amazing how that works out. Because the Niners don't have a good defense, I mean, right? But you were just like you lost to PJ Walker as if he lit them yeah. up, but he didn't. Like that's all. That's the that's the point no. I'm making is the defense. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying <laughs> a literal fact. You lost a game. The opposing quarterback was PJ Walker. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that's a bad <laughs> loss. I'm saying losing to a fringe playoff team with their backup quarterback is a bad loss. 
just like the Eagles losing to a fringe. Did the Eagles lose to Zach Wilson this week? Yes or no? good. Yes, they did. They lost to a fringe playoff team, and it's a bad loss. I mean, it just is what it is. Like the here's what I I know. I know that the and again, I'm not killing the Niners here. I'm trying to support the Detroit Lions, who have no bad losses. Defense is better than I thought it would be. Golf has been better on the road than I thought he would be. They have. Have you looked, Demonze, at the Lions' schedule? This is, is okay. So they play the Ravens obviously this weekend, and I know we're going to talk about that game in a moment. I'm kind of stepping on it. It's Hold on. Yeah. So, so <laughs> the Lions after playing the Ravens play one game the rest of the way against a team that currently has a winning record. They oh, have. They, 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 the, 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 the Lions after the Ravens, here's their schedule. Raiders, Chargers, Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. And by the time they're playing the Vikings... The Vikings are probably playing a young quarterback. They're, you know what I mean. They're probably in the in full on tank mode. The the here's the th- the Lions could lose all Broncos of their too. tough games. Yeah, they get the Broncos. They the Lions could lose all of their tough games left and go fourteen and three. I mean, they have <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. They have five games left against current one-win teams. Uh, their most difficult, their five most difficult games are as follows: at the Ravens, at the Cowboys, and then the next most difficult games they have are at the Chargers, home for the Raiders, and at the Saints. So the point I'm making is. The Lions are very, very well positioned to be the one seed. I Right now, you can get them. You know what? Let's make that bet. Right now, you can get the Lions to be the one seed at, I believe it's plus 440. I'm lo- Yeah, plus 440. I'm looking at it right now. I think that's a hell of a bet. You you that's want a piece awesome of that, Demonze? I, I think that's an awesome bet. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's an awesome bet? Man. Okay, all right, we're going to do that in just a moment. I'm going to do that during the commercial break. Um, Oh, my goodness. The the producers are telling me that we just stepped all over the offer at the end of the show. But guess what? We're accepting the offer. I try not to even read the offer beforehand because I want to be surprised by it, but I guess that's going to be the offer at the end of the show. Now, Dolphins-Eagles. Because we spent that whole time talking about the Lions. By the, you know what? Let's just finish up the Lions thing here. I apologize. I kind of screwed up the rundown, but it is what it is. It's good content. Who do you like this weekend, Demonte? The Lions or the Ravens? I like the it's Ravens, but like it, like uh, yeah, I, I like the Ravens, but like you said with the Chiefs, I am pretty like nervous about it. I don't think that it's it's not going to be sweet. I think it's going to be a pretty good game. I think it'll be a great game. Here is the concern. The argument against us betting the Lions to be the one seed right now is if you think they're going to lose to the Ravens, 
the number will be better on Monday. But if they beat the Ravens, the number is going to be so much worse. I think it's worth betting right now. I think now. it's too up I in the air. I think it's worth betting yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, at, because I if they beat the Ravens, the dogs, everyone man. is going to uh, take note of the fact that they're going to be favored in almost all of their remaining games until they play Dallas. All right. Now, I was asked about Dolphins-Eagles. This is a wildly important game for Philly. Here's the thing about the Eagles that folks I will start to discuss if they lose this game to Miami. Their next seven are, this is the opposite of the Lions situation, at the Commanders, who beat them last year, and then Dallas, at Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, at Dallas, at Seattle. If they lose to the Dolphins, this 5-0 and can very, very quickly turn into 7-5. and Like, with a lot, and no one would be shocked by it. Like, the at commanders, they should be able to just powerbomb Sam Howell into the center of the earth multiple times uh, because the they can't protect Sam Howell. They have a great pass rush. Home for the Cowboys is a coin flip game. At the Chiefs, they're a dog. Home for the Bills is a coin flip game. Home for the Niners is a coin flip game. At the Cowboys is a coin flip game. At the Seahawks, they're a slight favorite. Slight favorite. But that's five coin flip games in a row right after this coin flip game against Miami. The question here is going to be the determining factor in Eagles-Dolphins. The Eagles back end cannot hold up against Miami's passing attack. Can Miami's offensive line hold up against the Eagles' pass rush? Because the one time Miami hasn't looked like the best offense we've ever seen was the Bills game when the Bills got after them. And the Bills sacked Tua. That's the only time all year where it's been like, oh, okay, this Miami team is, there's a way to defend them. Now, I... Yeah, I don't think, and by the way, Tua has been sacked six times all year. Four of them were in that Bills game. So that is the question of this football game. If Miami can find a way to get Tua time, they will shred this Eagles secondary. But if Jalen Carter and friends can get to Tua, this is a scary game for Miami. A legit scary game for Miami. Um, all right, since we did schedules, I want to ask you one other question The uh, in regards to the Niners. You're all of a sudden newly beloved Niners because we were discussing about how C-Mac's injury is not that significant. Given that deep down you know Brock Purdy will turn into a pumpkin without Christian McCaffrey, would you be uber-cautious with Christian McCaffrey and his return. Not only like to make sure he's 100% healthy, but to want him as fresh as possible for the end of the season. And like would you treat that cuz I if I'm the Niners, I feel like more important even than seeding is Christian McCaffrey being healthy at the end of the year and the added bonus of getting Brock Purdy some reps 
under less than ideal circumstances. So if something does happen at the end of the year, he's more used to it and doesn't look like how he looked, you know, and I understand it was raining and a little chilly in Cleveland, but in that game this past week and under less than ideal circumstances, I would be super conservative with Christian McCaffrey. Your thoughts on that? I think that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, yeah. Get Purdy some extra practice before postseason comes. Christian McCaffrey is obviously your best offensive we- weapon, one might argue. Yep. Um, yeah. No, I, th- I, now, I, th- I think the, that makes a lot of sense. The flip side is this. Christian McCaffrey has like a sneaky outside chance at winning league MVP. So he might want to get back in there as soon as possible. But I, for a guy who has dealt with as many injuries as he's dealt with, I think that that's the advice I would give Kyle Shanahan. All right, we're going to take a quick break, do our gambling show, and bet the Lions to win to be the number one seed. Do it all next. What's right? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com right to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot right. Your mental health journey begins here. All right, welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright? Demonze? I just text you the bet slip. You're in for 10% of it. All right. So Thank tell you, me sir. when you get the text. Yeah. I... Well, it's not a free roll. I mean, I assume you're going to, you know, cash at me or something if it doesn't hit. But for the time, it can be a free roll. Um, no, I'm kidding. You can just have 10%. No. Of it. But uh, no, the so, go ahead. No, I got you. I'll, get, I'll, I'll definitely make, <laughs> I'll, I'll fill your pockets on that one. I appreciate you. I know nothing's <laughs> no, free. No, no, here. you're fine. But by the way, I can't see Demonze anymore right now. So if we can get that, there we go. Now I can see him. No, we can just square up at the end of the year. Right now, consider it a a, a loan, just a loan because it's gonna win. So rather than you have to send me ten percent, then I send you that back plus the you know when it wins. That's a Lions plus four forty to be the one seed with that schedule left. Again, I don't think they are. I do not. I'm not yet ready to say I think they're, you know, the cream of the crop of the NFC, but they do have the best resume and they do have the easiest path. Now, is there a little bit of me that feels because the Lions are such a snake bitten franchise, this does kind of feel like a team that goes 14 and three, is flying high, 
gets the bye, and then gets binked in their first playoff game. It, right now, it does kind of feel like that. They get the but week that off. And all of, no, for us, that wouldn't matter at all. <laughs> for Lions fans, it would matter a lot. All right. Let's show last week. And I like the process of last week. I got to tell you. Last week, so let's go through the winners and then the losers, okay? Cleveland... I told you all week the hot team. I I said that the Niners could lose outright, and I was getting the seven points. I said that every week this year, the hot team has lost. Week one, the defending champion Chiefs get picked off. Week two, the Lions. Everyone's loving on them because they beat the Chiefs. They lose in overtime. Week three, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. They've won 70 to 10 their first two weeks of the year. They lose to the Cardinals. Week four, the Dolphins had just scored 70 points. It's the greatest offense ever. They lose to the Bills. Week five, the Bills are back. They had just beaten the Dolphins. They lose to the Jags. Week six, Brock Purdy's the MVP. The Niners are great. They lose to Cleveland and P.J. Walker. Here's a problem for this week. That team this week doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. So so you don't think it's Cleveland or the Lions? Well, here's the problem on that. And then I'll I'll get to these other picks in a moment. The Lions are, are underdogs this week. So that, you know what I mean? Like, they're playing at Baltimore. No one is oh, yeah, they are saying, like, yeah, oh, yeah. and so, and Cleveland is in such a weird spot because Deshaun didn't even practice yesterday. Like, nobody knows what's going on with their quarterback situation. And I don't think people are anointing the Lions. I think they're, or, I'm sorry, the Browns. I think they're anointing the Browns' defense. But right now, they're in that team is, there isn't really this week that team of the week. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I was just I was gonna say that I was just agreeing that there's uncertainty in the Browns and what they there's are. uncertainty. They just got a really yeah, good the, and the not because the Niners lost, the Eagles lost, the Chiefs didn't play. They played on Thursday, but they weren't overly impressive. The Bills won, but didn't look good. There isn't really a a team that is right now at the top of everyone's power rankings, if you will, but. I said I like Cleveland plus seven. I also said I thought Deshaun was going to play. He didn't play. That line moved to 10. Cleveland wins outright. I also got Dallas laying two and a half against the Chargers. And I said on Thursday, at three and a half, I don't love it. At two and a half, I love it. Dallas wins by a field goal. So the process behind both of those was sound. Now, let's talk about the losing bets. Seattle plus three at Cincinnati. Seattle nearly doubled them up in yardage, Demonze. And four times in the second half had the ball inside the 10 and came away with three total points. Threw a pick, had two turnover on downs. I just needed one of those to be a field goal or for Gino to come through at the end for the win, but and they cover the three. Instead, they lose by four. Go ahead. You got to stop betting against the Bengals, man. You got to well, stop it. They're off this week, so I don't have the opportunity. But Seattle <laughs> plus three, the process was right. We were on the right side. It took a lot of awful luck 
and they still lose by they don't you know they lose by four. We had them plus three. New England plus the Raiders. Pardon me here, but you got to be kidding me. They're down two with the ball, and Mac Jones gets safetyed. He gets safetyed. I sent out a tweet when they got the ball down two that if this game ends with a Mac Jones pick six, I'm I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> Instead, it was more painful than that. Instead of the pick six, it was just the predictable Mac Jones, no pocket awareness, standing in the end zone. Max Crosby comes ripping around the right side. Safety lose by four. At least on, here's the thing that made that so much, so much worse than a pick six even. Let's just say, Demonze, because the Patriots are down two. I'm catching three. Let's just say that on the first play of that possession with two minutes left, he throws a pick six. Guess what then happens? Patriots down nine with the ball with two minutes and the Raiders backing off. I'm still alive there. I don't like it, but I'm alive. If they just, if he, (laughs) anything other than a safety, I'm alive. But a safety (laughs) is two points and the other team gets the ball. So it's just over. It's just so much worse than anything. And then I was wrong on Tampa. There's no listen. I I said Tampa plus three and a half. They did, wouldn't have covered thirteen and a half. I was just wrong on Tampa. So, but I feel good about the process last week. Um. So that's where we're at for last week. We've been two and three, or three and two every single week this year, which puts our record at thirteen and seventeen, which is pathetic. It's just utterly pathetic. I don't feel good about it, but I feel good about this week's picks. Let's get right to them. What's the first All right, pick? First off, you got Jacksonville plus one and a half at New Orleans. I, given everything that we've talked about in the A block, I think I Trevor's playing. That, that's what I, I, that's what I figured. Playing. Right. Yeah. If Trevor's not playing, then if Trevor's not playing, then at least I'm getting points getting against points? the Dennis Allen coach team on short rest without without three of their best offensive linemen. Dennis Allen teams, by the way, are one and seven straight up on short rest. Um, oh, hold on. And yeah, I think you can get the mm-hmm. Jags at plus two now or uh, plus well, two there and are a half. Twos sorry, and now two and a. Well, that means the market is concerned. Trevor's not playing, which actually likes makes me like this a little bit less. But you know what? We'll we'll stick with it. We'll stick with it. I think Trevor's going to gut through it. I think Trevor's going to play. They're going to have a very conservative game plan. We're taking the Jags plus two and a half at New Orleans. Again, the Saints injury report is brutal on their offensive line. So the Saints uh, are without Ryan Ramchick. They are without Landon Young. They are, let me see, there's another offensive lineman. Who they're, oh, James Hurst, they're without three offensive linemen already ruled out for today's game. Trevor is listed as questionable, not not even as doubtful. So we're going to hold out hope that he's able to play now. The And Brandon Scherf is also listed as questionable. I think he's going to play. I, I do not think the Saints are good. The Saints have a good defense. They don't have a good offense. And the Jags, if, J, if Josh Allen can and former number one overall pick Trayvon Walker who has not yet lived up to that draft status they can harass Derek Carr knock him around we'll take the Jags plus two and a half now all right next 
All right, you got Las Vegas minus three at Chicago. Okay, this is very simple. I I understand the Raiders are probably not going to have Jimmy G, and they it's either Brian Hoyer, who Brian Hoyer, I so this is going to sound like I'm talking against my own bets, but Demonze, when do you think is the last time Brian Hoyer won a game as a starter? Just give it a guess. How long it's been? Wasn't there? A, is is that the same Hoyer that I'm thinking about? Like, yeah. is he the relevant? Uh, yeah, no, that's him. I, I don't know. It's probably been a while because I haven't heard. Like, is he is he older? He's old. He's thirty eight. He's an yeah, old balding old. gentleman. Um, <laughs> what, so Brian Hoyer years? hasn't won a won won a game as a starter since twenty sixteen. Uh, he's lost if we're, you know, since 2016, he's 0-9 as a starter. And even if we just throw in 2016, then he's just 1-13 in his last 14 starts. Which is why they might not start him this week. They might start Aiden O'Connell. Okay? So you might be saying, Nick, why would you lay points in this setting? And the answer is because the Bears are starting a dude from a place called Shepherd College named Tyson Badgent, and I'm just going to fade him. This way, I'm not going to have many opportunities to bet against Tyson Badgent. I'm only laying three points. It's as simple as that. I mean, this guy, again, you, you know I care about pedigree. When your college career is at Shepherd College, I understand he... Uh, he set records there. I get all of it. But let me see. Tyson, does he even have a Rivals page? Tyson Badgent is right now, if you go to Rivals, I mean, he's he's unranked zero star. And then he went for, a, that's what he was. Shepherd College. Let me just go to Shepherd College for a moment. I mean, it was an NAIA school for a while. Then it was D2. I just can't. I somebody was telling me like, mm-hmm. like the qu- quarterbacks yeah. and their names with their names. You can kind of tell what they're gonna be. Uh, I mean, oh, I know it's like really before. stupid, but Tyson Badgen is right in line. I mean, doesn't, doesn't really College, sound like he's out there slinging it. <laughs> I mean, Shepherd College has twenty seven hundred students total. That's where Browns he played football at. Oh, the what are you talking? Uh, are you talking to me? What are you talking about? No, right now? no, I'm sorry. The, I, the, you're I, right. You're, you were trying to talk to the producers, but it was into the microphone, yeah. I think. Um, the, yeah, no, the bear. So it, it's, it's, it's Raiders at bears. I'm going to lay the three points, the, uh, against Chicago. And yes, the, I understand the bears had PJ Walker and they cut him because they liked Tyson Badgett. Our buddy Mark Carmen during training camp, who covers the Bears, said he thought Tyson Badgett might be better than Justin Fields, but he was afraid to say that publicly. I'm telling you right now, I'm betting against Tyson Badgett. It's just that simple. It's a bat. It's a broken offense with not enough skill position guys. I'm betting against him. I'm only laying three points. The process there is this could be a Nate Peterman situation where the if you don't remember Demonze, people got mad at the Bills of like six years ago before they got Josh Allen because they were like a decent team and Tyrod Taylor was playing decent 
and they had just been to the playoffs and they were like, you know what? We're going to turn the page to Nathan Peterman. And people were like, you've got to be kidding me. They're like, no, we're going to do it. And all the, like, uh, basically universally in the football media, we were like, uh, Nathan Peterman's not an NFL player. And they're like, no, trust us. And so they let him start against the Chargers. And in that game, he completed the ball six times to his team and completed the ball five times to the Chargers. He threw five picks. <laughs> it was six of 14. And it was just, it was kind of just known as the Nathan Peterman game. By the way, Nathan Peterman, you might be like, hey, how did that end up working out for him? Because somehow he is still in the NFL. And the answer to that is in his NFL career, he currently sits at four touchdowns. 13 interceptions, and again, you might be saying, why is that a relevant piece of information? And the answer that that's a relevant piece of information is guess who's backing up Tyson Badgett this weekend? Nathan Peterman. So I am betting against the Chicago Bears. That's the answer. I am betting this is... a 3-1 pick to touchdown ratio. Yes, he does. We We have a situation... Where the starting quarterback is a kid from Shepard, and the backup is one of the worst players in NFL history. I'm betting on the Raiders, even though their their backup is a guy who has not won a game since <laughs> o- Kaepernick was a starting quarterback. That's the situation. That's what this game is. This is how you break bad gambling streaks. Is it's your your it's a Aiden O'Connell Brian Hoyer versus Tyson Badgett Nathan Peterman tag team match. <laughs> what is the total in this game? I don't bet totals, but God, the the total in this. What do you think the over under in that game is, Demonze? Thirty six. Oh, thirty six and a half. Thirty seven and a half. Thirty seven oh, and a half. All right, next. All right, we got Buffalo minus eight and a half at New England. Yeah, I mean Buffalo just blows out the Patriots. Is or is this what is they a do. crazy one? Why do you say that? Because you think it should That's be a lot of points. And like the it's uh, a lot uh, of Belichick, obviously, I don't think Belichick is ever gonna be willing to just throw games. He's not trying to tank. I don't. He's not trying to tank, but when he was trying to win, he got beat thirty-four <laughs> nothing by the Saints. Like that's the problem. The problem for the Patriots is you're correct. They're not trying to tank. And they're terrible. They got beat 34-0 by the Saints, 38-3 by the Cowboys. The Raiders are, are again, not an overwhelming football team. The Patriots were totally desperate. They lost to the Patriots. And by, listen, the Patriots have the Bills and the Dolphins the next two weeks. This they, They've got no talent on offense. Their best two defensive players are injured. I just... And Josh Allen, what he's done against the Patriots is just dominate them over the last few years. Let me let me give it to you. Last year against New England, they won by eight in the final game of the year. Uh, and then earlier in the year, they won by 14. That the, the previous year, he played them three times. Once in the playoffs, beat them by 30. Once in the regular season, in that wind game, that one I don't give a that was the one where the Patriots won 14 to 10 and threw three passes because the winds were like 70 miles an hour and then beat them by 12 the pre- the other time. The year before, beat the Patriots by 29 and by three. I just think the bill, the if I know anything about Buffalo, 
It's after looking shaky, they then look dominant. This is the week for them to look dominant. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, just the, the same thing. They they they're coming off of the win, but they beat the the Giants by five. So like, I just feel no, I, like. What do we say about the Bills' offense? Eight and a half. They're a damn a roller coaster. Yeah. But yes, but th- this is who they are. They score sixteen against the Jets, then 38-37-42 against Raiders, Commanders, Dolphins, then twenty against the Jags, fourteen against the Giants. They're gonna. Here's the thing. To cover eight and a half against New England, you just need 24. Like, New England's not getting to 17 points against the Bills' defense. They're not. No, I like I like Buffalo minus the eight and a half. Next. Pittsburgh plus three and a half at the Rams. Yeah, so it's the Steelers after a bye. It's the Steelers as a dog. It's all of the Mike Tomlin stuff. He's 56-31-4. and four against the spread as a dog, which is the best in the league over the last 20 years. The Steelers are 14-5 and five straight up uh, after a bye under Tomlin. That's not quite Andy Reid, but it's damn close. Um, and McVay is right at 500 against the spread when he's outside of his own division. It's just I'm getting three and a half points in what could be I, I don't know that the Rams, the Rams' biggest weakness is their offensive line. Pittsburgh's biggest strength is its pass rush. I think they'll be able to get to Stafford. And even if the Rams are up 10 late, Kenny Pickett loves nothing more than doing nothing the entire game and then finally throwing one <laughs> bomb down the field to Pickens. And so just Pittsburgh catching three and a half off the bye. There are too many fundamentals that say you got to bet that, so I'm going to. All right, next. Yeah, Minnesota plus seven versus San Francisco. Yeah, so I under they, the producers are saying here's the reason I shouldn't do it. Every Kirk Cousins national television stat, I understand that. It's Kirk Cousins on night games, I understand that. Here's the thing. 92% of the money is on a road favorite laying a touchdown. 92% is on San Francisco. Also, I do think Brian Flores, who is incredibly sharp, while he doesn't have the personnel that Cleveland has, watched that Cleveland game plan against Purdy and said, "I'm, you know what? I'm going to take some of those keys. Furthermore, I do think the Niners are going to be conservative with the guys coming off injury. Also, Brock Purdy, only six career road games, two and four against the spread. Also, Minnesota is a backdoor covering juggernaut, and I'm getting a full seven. The whole world likes the Niners here. I'm going to be 4-0 going into this this game. Monday Night Football the Vikings plus seven, and it's going to be something like the Niners have a 13-point lead throughout. Kirk Cousins hits Jordan Addison midway through the fourth to put him down six. You're like, oh my God, are they going to steal it? And then the Niners just run out the clock. I like Minnesota plus seven. That's what I'm doing. i got to say, I like this one less than than the Buffalo one. Um, Well, yeah, I well, the, I get that. I understand the... the, the you're part of the 92% of the public that's going to be all over San Francisco laying the seven. I'm fine with that. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have this is how this week's gonna go. We're gonna have a nice Thursday win to set us up, sweep Sunday, and then a nice Monday nighter to go to win the weekend. Jacksonville plus two and a half, Vegas minus three, Buffalo minus eight and a half, Pittsburgh plus three and a half, Minnesota plus seven. All right, so Demonze, what's the teaser we're doing? Uh, so last week's teaser that we got wrong was a three-team seven-point teaser. Uh, we got yeah. the Denver plus seventeen and a half at Kansas City, uh, yeah. which it which looked worked. like it could have failed at one point. Um, but yeah, but, but yeah, won. Houston plus eight and a half versus New Orleans. Yeah, and then Tampa yeah. Bay plus ten versus Detroit. Um, that was painful. You and I were texting about it. We just needed one Baker Mayfield drive. He didn't have it. Baker just flatly didn't have it. So and Baker's honestly been, been coming through this year. But yeah, he's go ahead. been coming through. But all right, so you've lost four teasers in a row. So you just you've been doing these three team seven pointers this week. You're shaking the snow globe a bit. What are we doing? Yeah, we're doing a four team ten point teaser at plus a hundred. Um, it's just twenty okay. less than the odds before. Um, yeah. All right. So we got Detroit well, one plus extra Baltimore. Team. It's twenty. It's With, just twenty cents less odds, but you do have to add an extra team. Add an extra That's team. That's the penalty. Oh, That's the penalty for doing a ten point teaser. No, I'm just saying to the audience, so it makes sense. Like the the ten point teaser that you have to add an extra team to get even money. Go ahead. Fair. Uh, so we got Detroit from uh Detroit versus Baltimore teasing Baltimore up to plus thirteen from plus three. Uh, we got the Chargers. Hold on, teasing I mean, Detroit no, no, up not, to plus 13. Te- teasing Detroit up. Sorry, but Baltimore's yep, minus three. Ahead. Detroit from plus three to plus yeah. 13. And we got the Chargers yep. versus Kansas City. Teasing the Chargers from five and a half to 15 and a half. We got uh, yep. Phil, uh, Philly versus Miami. We're teasing them up. I don't know what the original. I think it's minus two and a half. Uh, teasing, them up, yep. teasing them up to plus seven and a half. And then we got Tampa Bay versus Atlanta. We're also teasing up to seven and a half. From minus two and a half. Okay, can I try to convince you of something here? You can try. Okay. Detroit, like it. They're not, I don't think they're getting blown out. The Chargers, I'm good with it. I don't think the Chiefs are blowing them out. Tampa Bay, I don't think Atlanta has the capability of blowing someone out. Philly can absolutely win this game outright. There's a reason they're the favorite. But if Miami can protect Tua, Miami has been a covering machine. So here is what I would just encourage you. Let me just ask you this before you lock this in. It's your teaser. You do whatever you want. What do could you see more likely being a story on Monday? Holy crap. The Dolphins beat the Eagles by double digits. Is that more likely or this? Holy crap. The Patriots beat the Bills. <laughs> uh, the, the first one. I mean, definitely the first one, but, you know. If that's the case, I'm just saying, I'm just saying you can what, do the 10 Buffalo point down to minus two and a half or plus two and a half? No, no plus one and a half. Or plus, tease yeah, because they're, Buffalo, they're minus eight and a half Buffalo, right now. Tease Buffalo down to where essentially just win. Just, just win or lose by a point somehow. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know what's funny? Buffalo was taken out. Like, I had them in. Um, I had them in when it have, was an eight and a half. I had them in when it was an eight and a half point teaser, though. 
Uh, and we teased him okay, down well, to exactly zero. That's not a real zero. teaser. <laughs> this is an eight and a half point teaser. I mean, I understand FanDuel will let you do anything you want, but that's not a real hey, teaser. Hey, so let's – all right, um, so you know what? That that makes a lot of sense, and I feel like Philly-Miami is a – that's a sweat. That's a sweat. Uh, I'll take – yeah, I'll, I'll take – I just got publicly humiliated. You just got me to take no, this that, leg out and put this other leg in. No, uh, no, that's not public humiliation. That's teamwork. It's like – yeah, that's not, that's teamwork. Th- and that was with my inside scoop that I got for the teaser that I placed today. Uh, but no, so look, I definitely, I definitely want to do that. It makes a lot of sense, actually. It makes a lot of yeah, sense. I, I don't and think then, that by the, the way, Bills are going to beat. The I mean, lose. Good. It says on the screen. There we go. They fixed it. It did say New England, but now it says Buffalo. The Bills are not going to lose to the Patriots. They're just yeah. not. Uh, yeah, I, no, I would I honestly be more worried about the Bills. If they, and I know people will say this is crazy, if they had just blown out the Giants. Because they do, right. but but they seem angry as they should be about how they played against the Giants. They 100%. seem, you know what I mean? They, they And so I just, all right, good. I'm glad. And by the way, I, I'm, you know, who knows? Maybe I screwed you there. But I just, Philly, Miami to me is not, an attractive teaser game because I just could see I could see either team winning, but I also could see either team Blowing winning by out. double digits because right. it could just get away from them. the oh, The fair. reason that I like like I do like Tampa Bay and Atlanta as a teaser game because th- that's one of those games I feel like you could tease either way and be in good shape. Because I don't think either team's going to blow out the other one. That feels like a yes. one-score game. Detroit, I have too much respect for to think they're going to get blown out by Baltimore. And while Chargers, the Chiefs I think, is the most beautiful leg out, of that, to be honest. Well, because you're, you're getting like through favorite. all the key numbers. Yes, you're yeah. getting all of the important numbers. I mean, it is also um, the highest number. <laughs> didn't notice that. <laughs> the, well, yeah. Uh, okay, all right, That that one's not bad at all. Uh, all right, what's the offer this week, guys? The offer week seven. Uh, so we know you like the Lions to be the number one seed in the NFC. We've got a nice new offer yep. for you. Detroit and Kansas okay. City parlayed to be the number one seeds in their division at plus 1,200. To be the number one seeds in the conference. So I so I love that. It's 12 to 1. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are going to be the one seed. That now Miami could be if Miami beats them in Germany. Miami has a leg up on them. I understand that part of it, uh, but yeah, I'll take that offer. Detroit and Kansas City to be the one seeds. I'll sweeten the deal a little bit. What if we parlayed yeah. San Francisco's total win under uh, to twelve and a half at plus twenty five sixty five? You know, I've got enough. Um, chips on the anti Niners table right now. I'm not going to add anymore. So I don't need to I don't need to add any more to that. I understand the logic there is, well, if the Niners hit their over, they're gonna be the one seed and the bet's dead either way. But that's not necessarily true. Niners could hit their over, be thirteen and four, and not be the one seed. Because the Lions could be fourteen and three and be the one seed given their schedule. Also, while I don't think this is gonna happen, there would be nothing sweet if just open your mind up to the possibility. I know I'm Mr. 20 and 0, and that one's that's dead, obviously. But if the Chiefs were to run the table, 
We'll and then, ahead. and then see in the Super Bowl, the Detroit Lions, the only team that beat them this year, and then beat the Lions to go nineteen and one, and have literally beaten everyone they played because they got a rematch. That's the greatest team of all time. That is the greatest season anyone's had. It's greater than the seventy-two Dolphins. It's a crazy story. Uh, and, it would be, be a crazy thing story. that you lose by one to open the season. And I did say the 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 thing that I tried to sell Wilds and Brew on after the Chiefs lost was that they're going to be the 07 Patriots in reverse. The 07 Patriots went undefeated until the Super Bowl and then lost. The 2023 Chiefs are going to lose week one and then go undefeated. Far, far way better, way more fun than the 07 Pats. We answer your questions next from the chat. What's right? All right, Demonte, let's roll through some of these questions real quick. Go ahead. Anastasios Markopoulos or uh, Markopoulos. Yeah, that's Nick, good. I am still, I am still alive in my survival pool and have picked the Eagles. I feel like everyone is taking the Seahawks, and I think they can lose. What are your thoughts? Uh, I the Seahawks are a popular pick because they're playing Arizona. Obviously, they could lose. My thoughts are using the Eagles this week is insanity. Like using the Eagles in a the week they're playing the Dolphins is is not a good idea. So I, oh, yeah, he's yeah. saying he's already used the Eagles previously. Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay, so if you're asking me, obviously Jesus, if they're Seahawks. available. If if they're available, I think Buffalo is a very smart bet this week. And because Buffalo, I understand they have easy games remaining, but they are such an unreliable team. They, their easy games are not the same as the other Pats. teams' e- easy games. I just don't think the Patriots can beat them. Uh, I, if you want to get really aggressive. You can ride with me on the fading Tyson Badgett, Nate Peterman, and roll with the Raiders this week in a survivor pool. I understand using a survivor pick on Aiden O'Connell, Brian Hoyer sounds crazy, but I just don't see how the Bears can win that football game. All right, next. Uh, AZSL, Nick, who do you think makes a bigger impact, Frank Clark or McCall Hardman? I think McCall is so assuming the Chiefs get both back. Uh, I they already got McCall back. I think McCall makes a bigger impact in the regular season. Frank makes a bigger impact in the playoffs. Next, uh, Caleb W asks if you had to predict a current division leader for to miss the playoffs entirely, who would it be? I mean, right now the division leader most likely to miss the playoffs entirely, you'd have to say is Tampa. I, I, I the, the the division leaders are as follows: Miami, Baltimore. Jacksonville, Kansas City, Philly, Detroit, San Francisco, and Tampa. The one most likely to miss the playoffs is Tampa. The other one that I think is on the board, I don't think the Jags are on the board to miss the playoffs. I don't. uh, I just don't think anyone else in that division is going to be able to get hot enough. Especially with Anthony Richardson now done for the year. The other one is that I would... Again, of those eight choices, other than Tampa, my biggest concern would be Baltimore only because every team in that division is legitimate and Baltimore has a history of some tough injuries. 
You could see Cincinnati getting hot. You know, if, if Cleveland gets the quarterback situation squared away, if Pittsburgh just wins through defense and coaching. I But the, right now, I mean, the Niners are not missing the playoffs. The Eagles are not missing the playoffs. The Lions are not missing the playoffs. The Chiefs, Jags, and Dolphins. I guess the Dolphins would be the next pick if something were to happen to Tua because the Bills are right there. But it, Tampa would be the best bet. All right, um, let's... Uh, Let's go to, uh, let's just go ahead and read the fifth question. Yep, go ahead. Somebody's son asked, how are you handling Dior being in college and any advice for how I can break break it to my parents that I'm choosing a college in Arizona instead of here in Maryland? Uh, I mean, your parents just want you to be happy. Uh, You know what I mean? Just, uh, I think they'll, I think they'll be supportive, assuming like that, you're doing it for with good reason, and I, I I think you'll be I think you'll be fine. And as far as how am I handling it? Well, she owes me a text. I'm actually I texted her yesterday, and said and and said I had can we talk today? And she hadn't responded to me. It was one of the first days we haven't talked. I wrote her a very nice text. I said I love and miss you, Scoot. Can we catch up tomorrow when you're free? And she just left me on red, Demaze. And she just left me on red. That's tragic. Um, all right, what's the last question? The producers asked, what else do you know about the Clippers Harden rumors? That's a good one. Well, what I reported that the Clippers could have gotten James Harden for a first round pick, one swap, and Terrence Mann, and they said no. And that kind of shows the world where James Harden's market is right now. And it's also is why to double is now- down and make it even worse. <laughs> Yeah, Harden is now lashing out at the Sixers. I'm going to try to get more info on that throughout the day, and I think we're going to talk about that at 3 o'clock today on First Things First. So people should tune in there. Demonze, great work today. We're going 5-0. and Your teaser's winning. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. What's right?